So you're really spending your time listening to pimps, hoes, and sugar babies, and sugar daddies, and ex-cons and felons talk. Why are you doing that? Huh? What's wrong with you? You got negative things on the mind? You're listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. Grab a pen, grab a paper. As a matter of fact, go get a food journal. F-O-O-O journal. And write down these things. Stop listening. Start writing. Get up. Go. Ryan told me backstage watch my mouth, so I've, I've thrown one shit out, and I've kept it fairly clean. I'm pretty pumped. But I know somebody's going to ask a fucking stupid question. And I'm joking, because there is no stupid question. On a very serious note, and what I want to set the tone on, and this is where I want to inspire a couple of you that are still sitting because they're either more introverted or lazy or who the hell knows why you didn't get up. I, I am really passionate about operations and how to build an actual business. And it's very hard to produce content for that that can bring enough value. And that's why I don't go there. I found my, listen, I think a lot of you have a sense of me. There was a very long time where I went nowhere close to anything motivational because I have zero, point zero interest in being a motivational speaker, even though I know many, many people view me that way. I'm motivated, I'm optimistic, I'm deeply grateful and happy, and I genuinely do believe that perspective really, really matters because if you think you've lost before you've started, you actually already lost and that's real because that happens to me in things. So I have that in me, but I promise you, please feel free to go very detailed. I, I don't have a COO. I have a thousand people. I don't have a COO because I'm operating it. I'm making tangible, operational decisions in the back room right now. I've just been very, very thoughtful. Just need some motivation to get you through, huh? That's why you're listening to this. This is Bash Ninjas Radio, you know? And when I listen to it, I like to write in this thing called a Fujo, also known as a food journal. And you know where I got it? I got it from Amazon. So just because I'm telling you to, go get it too. You need to get your thoughts together. Otherwise, why else are you listening to somebody else? <laughs> Duh. Do it now. Hey, maybe so far on this broadcast, you've heard only negative things. So what? Maybe it's positive to someone else. Maybe you heard something positive. Maybe it's negative to someone else. Get out your feelings. Get a food journal from Amazon. Write about it in there. Ninja Pimp Radio. Get up and get active. Stop listening to other people talk about what they're good at. Do your own thing, buddy. The food journal. Get one. By how many employees have made judgments on their organizations without trying to address it? The amount of my employees that come into my office on year three. They're much more thorough in what they do. This is the structure that you can go through of a typical hedge fund when you get the presentation. But for the purposes of today, because we've got a bit of limited time, just to understand the onshore management company and the offshore fund. So let's have a look at the, an example of a billion dollar hedge fund. A hedge fund that's got a billion dollars of assets under management. We're looking at this because the billion dollar number is the number in the industry that's considered to be the level at which you've arrived as a hedge fund. Below that, everybody's trying to get to a billion dollars. That's the golden number. 
So typically you can start off with 50 to 100 million dollars these days. It's still quite difficult to get, but you're aiming to grow in two, three, four years up to a billion dollars. That's when it's that's when you've considered to have to have arrived. What are they actually doing? Well, in this example, we're looking at a fairly conservative $1 billion hedge fund holding 25 positions long and 25 positions short in their portfolio. So they've got a self-imposed... ...have the more problems you have. Well, it's just not the case. <laughs> if the, more, the more money... You only have problems if you don't manage your money properly. So if you manage it well then you're going you're gonna to do okay. You're, gonna, you're actually probably going to be more comfortable, more relaxed, have more freedom, more choice. Someone's haggling over a contract or haggling over a price. You don't care. They care. But you don't. Because you've already got your dream life. So you sit there and... You can negotiate, but who really cares? You just tell them what you want. And if they don't give it to you, you just walk out the room. And we'll have what happens nine times out of ten, you get what you want. <clears throat> because in that meeting, and in life generally, when you're operating in that situation, where you have the dream life, <clears throat> you don't panic. You don't worry. You don't have any anxiety. You don't show your hand of weakness. And the person who's negotiating with you over whatever doesn't pick up on your weakness. And because you're non-negotiable, they cannot negotiate with you. So they have no choice. They just always give in and give you what you want. Okay, okay, I see you over there with that scaly skin looking like Reptile and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. You need to fix that, alright? You need to get it together. You need to moisturize, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with doing that, you know? So one of the places you need to go is CocoBrulee.com. Get it, rub it in your skin, look better, feel better, be better. And for goodness sake, man, wash your face. I mean, come on, man. Get up and do it right now. CocoBrulee.com. Rub it in your skin. Ran up twenty thousand impressions on Twitter. 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 You say you think about the dough, well, so do I, and a lot of 10Ks, in king of males on the fly, Mr. FFMPETS at ICXRs, got me going hard, causing me to have an easy way to blow guards like non-stop, speed to pin on the improv, reverse time with mechanical clocks, fast ninja chopping fouls like blades of a blender, 5K impressions from the news, post on Twitter, yeah, you don't need dog, I deliver, make a sucker shiver, breaking flows, fall, spring, summer, and the winter, whoa, problem is that you know these days it's a very it's very popular to have uh, this view of the world this view of money uh, that this the system is broken and doesn't work well it ha, ha, ha. so you're really spending your time listening to pimps hoes and sugar babies and sugar daddies and Ex-cons and Bellens talk. Why are you doing that? Huh? What's wrong with you? You got negative things on the mind? You're listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. Grab a pen. Grab a paper. 
As a matter of fact, go get a food journal. F-O-O-O journals. And write down these things. Stop listening. Start writing. Get up. Go. Bro, it is the biggest vulnerability in the room. The biggest vulnerability in this room is trying to convince the unconvincible. I've done new business meetings that are scheduled for an hour in 16 minutes because as soon as I sensed it was over, I wanted the 45 minutes back. I'm going to say it, being that you brought it up. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. He's talking about Blue Pill, y'all. He's talking about Blue Pill. Blue Pill. And when the bitch-ass nigga called me, I ain't give a fuck. I said, so what, nigga? I, I went right downstairs. Guess who was here with me to back it up? Sankofa was right here with me. And Sankofa and me went right downstairs, nigga. Sankofa came back like this. Yo, ain't nobody down there. So, nigga, cut that, cut that shit out. Trying to make it look like uh, Blue Pill was coming over here to do something damage to me. Sounds stupid. You sound stupid. Another lie. Sarnetta called my daughter to help him do his taxes. Bitch, you're lying. What I said was, with, because you was on the phone, and I said, yeah, man, I'm trying to get my taxes done. Do you know a better remedy? So you said, polite, Oh, Renette know how to do that. Renette know how to do it good. I'm going to tell Renette to help you out. That's what the fuck you said, Polite. Don't lie and say I tried to call her to help me do mines. You know I'm going to clap back at you if you try to swing on me. Nigga, you know I'm going to come back at you. You bought my car. this a lot. It's a great question. Thank you for it. You're not being taken advantage of because you're kind. You're being taken advantage of you're, you're being taken advantage because of two things. One, and this one really hurts people when I pick at them, especially usually one-on-one -on -one with a friend, is because you're letting them take advantage of you because you're expecting something on the back end and that was your way to get them in. And when they don't deliver on it because you weren't candorous, you blame them, not yourself. Or you are wildly insecure and need affirmation. And so you're just letting someone take advantage of you to feel a quick adrenaline rush or a, a hit of appreciation because you yourself are hurting. Those are the only two things. You're either trying to manipulate somebody subconsciously or maybe consciously, or two, you yourself are not in a strong place and you need a quick feeling of appreciation, even though you know deep down it's not true and then it hurts in the end. Those are the only times you get taken advantage of, not because you're kind. I'm the kindest, oh man, I'm real kind out here. 
and I'm not getting taken advantage ever. Amazing, Gary. Gary, thank you so much. We know you got to run. He can pay its bills. You know, life. And so I like accountability. Like, I like, you know, what am I going to do about it? And I don't think it's fun or healthy to feel helpless. Mexico, I, I just saw that you launched your YouTube on Spanish. I what did. opportunities was seeing to start developing content in Spanish to U.S. companies? Uh, well, there's a lot of people that, you know, speak and understand Spanish. Yeah, but what makes you take the next step? What, what made me do that? Yeah. The, the fact that I'm building enough of a business that I can afford more employees so that I can get people onto the next initiative. Okay. I want to remind everybody who uses the excuse that Gary has a team that I did it all by myself for nine years without one employee. And for all the OG, how many people here were active on Twitter in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, raise them? You all know who was putting out the most replies and content. So the re what, what did I see? I always wanted to do it. I just systematically went to each initiative that's my top priority and eventually had enough scale on my team to get into the transcription at scale that I needed. So you think it's a good opportunity to start producing content you as a U.S. company to yes. Hispanic market? Yes, I do. Perfect. I think anybody who's confused by the growth of Latin flavor in our... Like, it's funny... When I hear people talk about having a division or becomes the cliche, you know, ideological thing, there's still an incredible level of practicality, innovation, entrepreneurship. I guess ultimately I admire the balance of affirmation around me knowing that there are thematics I'm passionate about and I'm sharing them now but every individual is different going through their own cycle. And I have a lot of um, compassion and empathy. For Coco Brule, all natural experience at www.cocobrule.com. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's take off the five, the thousand and the hundred and go back to the 20. And the next question is this. <clears throat> What do you think the $20 note thinks of you? Nothing. It's not that, like, scribbling your notes in some unorganized way doesn't do anything but confuse the situation more. Grab a food journal. All the diagrams are already laid out. It's so simple. Just use it. The food journal. Get it on Amazon. The Food Journal. F O O O Journal. The Food Journal. Get it. Get your mind right. Get your thoughts together. Go out and spend it all, or even spend even more. Um, then the five hundred grand property would have to increase in value by one point three million to pay for the opportunity cost of not putting it in the box that pays 10%. So it would have to increase by that value, the 1.3 million. So it would have to be worth at the end of 30 years, 1.8 million to pay for the freedom that you obtain by not having the mortgage. Does that make sense? So you can make one choice, you can have the mortgage. 
you can tie up the 75 grand. So it's now there, tied up, and there's nothing you can do about it. Or you can put it in a box and make 10% per year. And it compounds. So the property would have to work by that much for you to basically not give up your freedom. As a minimum. Connection or you've been perfectly understood. There is no reason why most of your interactions can't be like that. So I have 10 basic rules. I'm going to walk you through all of them. But honestly, if you just choose one of them and master it, you're already going to enjoy better conversations. Number one, don't multitask. Like it was these absolute hard statements. And I thought that, and wrongfully, that it was contextualized through the breadth of everything I was saying. Now I think I'm more thoughtful of delivering what I just said, which was find a medium. Oh, by the way, if you can't, that's okay. And, you know, but, but recognize much like work ethic, you're going to leave some opportunity on the table. And guess what? If you want to build a great business, plenty of people build it without building a personal brand. Now, if you build it, it will lead to things. Not to mention the thing that I'm doing it for. My great, 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 great grandkids are going to really, really know me. <laughs> no, I mean this. I mean this. Like, yes, I like the fact that Gary Vee brings business for VaynerMedia and other things. That's good. But that's tiny. What I really like is my, when I'm 87 and I give some advice to my granddaughter, she's going to be able to go back and look at something I said in 2015 that was consistent to something I'm telling her in 2064. And I think it's going to land better because she's not going to think old granddad is just trying to fucking tell her that. She's going to be like, fuck, this guy really believes that. I love that. I love that. But Gary, don't you think it's getting way too competitive with social media? You have people like Jay Shetty. Like of course. They have nailed of course. it. They have turned it into of a course. Song. Of course. That's good. It should be merit-based. But doesn't that set the bar so high for the rest of us? No. No. It, it just means that what you're going to get is what you're going to get. I mean, if, if, our, if, we, if the snacks in the kitchen stink, if we lost a client, if the micro production team in the LA office is not working well, in the end, every single thing in the company is my fault because I have the power to hire and fire every human that is actually creating that truth. Somebody else would say you're micromanaging. Yeah, I think, I think I could be micromanaging in the philosophy, but you know, I think if you speak to anybody who's been a direct report of mine over the last decade, the biggest argument and issue they have is I'm not involved enough. I am in the bat phone business. What that means, since I'm using a, a Batman reference and I'm not sure how big Batman is in Sweden or now that we're going global on the podcast, uh, I'm in the business of being uh, in responding to. So I have no interest in micromanaging until there's an issue at hand. Um, and so, yes, somebody could say that philosophically, but in actual practitionership or operational, the way this, you know, energy that I'm speaking about manifests. You no, know, really into politics like that. And I'm not somebody that knows a whole lot of, you know, about politics and the history of it and so on and so forth. But what I do know is if you pay attention, <laughs> politics in America ain't never been as fucked up as they are right now. Shit is just crazy. There's never been another president who's had so much uh, controversy surrounding his name as Donald Trump. There's never been another president who who who's who just puts off puts himself off. He puts an image out there that you just can't trust. You know, and they say you can't trust no politicians, and I think it is definitely some truth to that. 
But when it comes to Donald Trump, it's like you can't believe or trust nothing to do with him. He's always getting caught up in lies. Uh, I don't know of any other administration who's had as many motherfuckers go to jail and, you know, get convicted of, of crimes and all this type of shit surrounding him than Donald Trump. I don't know of any other president who, who's had that much shit, that much bullshit circling around him like Donald Trump. He constantly getting caught up in lies, you know, uh, So it's twenty dollars on the table. Okay. Look at it again. Look at it. Is this is this, uh, is this magic trick? Or? No, it's not a magic trick. <laughs> so, when you look at the twenty dollars, yeah, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, I was following your lead, but I think what we're saying, and I'm sure everybody who's listening, and by the way, I'm honored to be the first English guest. Um, I care about people's emotions and happiness and and overall livelihood. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know, like, if you want to keep talking to me, like, we've been having such a good time. You know what I mean? We've been doing our thing. But if I tell you my lifestyle, you probably ain't going to want to talk to me. What are you, a murderer or something? You're not no murderer. you not, not you. Nah, hell. I, I said murderer. Come on, baby. You know what you sell drugs? Don't worry. If you sell drugs, she's like, I had a boyfriend that sold drugs before. You know what I mean? I really like you. Just tell me the truth. I said, well, I got to let you know that what I do is something that even some dope dealers, they even dislike. Even a lot of self-righteous dope dealers speak down on my lifestyle. So you might not want to, you might not want to sit up there. You know what I mean? What is it? I like, I like you. Okay, you keep, you keep asking me. I say, but um, I'm an informative representative of the lifestyle of pimping and horn. I'm a pimp, you know. She was like, you a pimp? A pimp? She was like, the pimps that that played out in the seventies. Ain't no more pimps. There are no more pimps. I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's still pimps, baby. Yeah, it's still pimps. And I'm one of them, you know. She's like, well, how did you get in it? And then I began to talk, talk about how I got in it and what didn't transpire within it. I can Or the volatility that they're either going long or short can't be bared by the underlying assets, real volatility. But there's a very obvious question here. If 70% of options contracts in the U.S., expire worthless, why don't you just sell options all day long? Easy money, right? Wrong. Selling naked options as a strategy constantly just to take money in, as in to get an income, is super dangerous. Why? Unlimited losses on many of the trades, yes. So, if you do that, it's basically like picking pennies up off the railway track. You're playing a very dangerous game. If you don't have significant amounts of money to bail yourself out when you get one in ten wrong, you're going to blow up very, very quickly. Now, do the brokers know this or not? Of course. So, if you go on the platform and start naked selling options a lot, the broker's going to just stop you in your account from doing it and ask you to put up significantly more amounts of margin to cover the potential for any crazy losses. You essentially reply. No. no. Oh, last night. Correct. Last night. Now, right. now, that was a little different. Similar but different. Last night, I was reading comments about subject matters. I did reply to some of my stuff. To your point, it was not, you know, I remember when I was doing it, everyone's like, it's not sustainable. I'm like, and then it won't be. Right. I didn't, I didn't have my pride in it. I knew that it was a nice thing to do. I was learning. I was making connections. I always, to this day, I think this way. This is why, hopefully, if some of you've met me, you've gotten a sense of me. I will never big time anybody. I came from the dirt. 
yeah. dirt. I don't have it in me to big time somebody. I'm, when I, I promise you, every time somebody says, Gary V, I'm so grateful. I'm so flattered, you know? And so I will never take that for granted that somebody appreciates my work. I, I will never, I will go to the grave. And I, by the way, on the record, I don't even think I've started yet. I love that statement. I really am telling you the truth. Like, you know, as you know, 10 years ago, I started making some juice. I'd already built a big business for my dad. So I had some credibility. And I mean, I'm in a totally different stratosphere than I was back then. And that's exactly how I feel right now of who I'm going to be at 54, because I think I have good intent. I believe in what I'm doing. I'm working hard. I'm working fair. I'm, I'm doing the things that, you know, lead to good things. Gary, what is it that really matters to you? Like, what is it that you... And an approach which is encompassing a lot of different strategies. And professional trading strategies now are like one to three months, unless you're quantitative, okay? Once you go over a certain time horizon, it stops becoming trading and it becomes investing, okay? Once you focus on the time horizon that still encompasses trading, there's many different strategies that you can deploy, okay? And yesterday we talked about, for example, uh, when you asked me about the education of, that, of what traders would need, like joining the industry. The first step is always to get like a broader overall understanding and broader education, okay? The next step is actually finding that sweet spot within trading over those timeframes that are trading, not investing. Finding that sweet spot that suits your personality. And this is something we always push in the Institute. It's like you have to have a systematic process. You have to understand that you need a broader perspective. Not everybody is suited, for example, within the trading spectrum to short-term trading. Not everyone is suited to long short portfolio management over a one to three month time frame. But if you get the discipline not what they produce for me in the short term as an employee of my company. I don't know what else to say. I care more about, I look at our voluntary retention numbers 10 times more than I look at our profit margin. And I'm, I'm an HR-driven CEO, not a CFO-driven CEO. Here's why. I want to create clarity for everybody who's listening. Because I'm playing forever. I own my businesses. I'm, so for me, I can do things that lead to retention and a real relationship. Because I'm not held accountable to Wall Street or a public market or a board, or am so money hungry that I want a yacht. And I believe most are. Mm. Do you, because you do have a lot of people um, interacting with you, can you talk a little bit how you scale that personal connection, your ability to see the, per say you, the person that you work with, the person behind the employee, how can you scale that when you have thousands of people around you? So we have a thousand in our ecosystem at VaynerX, all the companies I have under VaynerMedia. Uh, I do micro-macro. Micro. I have a very aggressive open-door policy. I meet, meaning? meaning any single employee that works for me that requests a meeting gets a meeting. Uh, I... Ninja Pimp Radio. Hear conversations from USA Urban Culture. A little bit of everything, all the time. Surprise people when I would fire them. And also created a level of entitlement, which usually led to the firing, because they weren't getting negative feedback. They were just getting positive reinforcement. 
and, and suddenly something happened. And they became delusional. And unfortunately, it wasn't that suddenly something happened. For the last three years, they've always been bad at these three things. I just don't focus on negatives. I focus on positives. They don't hear anything about it. And then they get called into the meeting, probably thinking they're about to get a raise because four weeks ago I gave them a high five about something they do do well. And then I'm like, hey, Jan, hey, Rick, you know, we're going to have to talk about you not being here. And they would be flabbergasted. And I would defend my actions to myself in my 20s and early 30s on their delusional, how did they not know, couldn't they tell. But, but a lot of people don't deploy the self-awareness that I was gifted with. It's not, you know, uh, and, and more importantly, employees always have other side. like everybody, there's always two sides to a story. So over the last three or four years, and I'll tell you that my brother AJ, who was 22 years old when he became my partner at VaynerMedia 10 years ago, he is far than all this shit. You know, if you're in California, you run around with that 13, you get caught up north, you're going to get your wig split, you know. You get caught down south, and you ain't part of the 13 clique, you're going to get your wig split. So that shit has ramifications to it. Um, you know, you, you get in the, uh, the four-leaf clover, you get in, you know, the swath sticker, you, you run around with that shit, you get to the pen, and the ABC that you got that on you, and you ain't putting no work, you're going to get your wig split. You know, you got to watch yourself, man. You can't, you know, put, be claiming neighborhoods and streets, you know, trying to impress these little bitches out here because you want to be hard because all that has a certain karma with it. It has a certain energy with it. And you attach that self to you, you're attaching yourself to a certain element. Now, outside of even just going to prison, the guards see that shit. They're going to put you in a gang jacket. You know, you know, you get a gang jacket, that's an enhancement. That enhancement can carry you in from three to seven years. So, yeah, you get your ass arrested... Oh, man, I'm not part of no gang, man. This is just tattoos. They're not trying to hear that shit. You will get enhanced, and you will be put with other gang members. And these gang members, if they don't know you, they're going to split your fucking wig. So all that shit has significance. You know, these fucking spider webs on the elbows, you running around, you know, these guys want to be... You know, uh, it could be anything from a dude in the, on the block, you know, a, a fake crip or to a fake biker. $1,000 a year. That's basic plus bonus. Junior traders get significantly less. It's basically a massive PR campaign by Western world governments to open the doors to unfettered immigration. Why was this not happening 20 years ago? Why now? Because they know it's coming. I'm not going to get too political, but the EU, the birth rate's very low. And... The UK, if they screw up Brexit, in my opinion, it's the last opportunity that the UK has to sort itself out. If they don't use that as a big opportunity to sort themselves out, it's over. Because when you look at it intergenerationally, things need to happen now in the next 10, 20 years. And the demographic headwind is a major issue for the Western world and the Europe and the UK. The UK is in competition with all these countries and you need bodies. You need babies and you need people coming in. But the right people, people who are going to add to the economy and, and create resources and businesses and GDP and jobs, 
If you don't, it's game over. It will happen in our lifetime if you don't do it. I love yeah. my parents, right? I, like I, I just, and, yeah. and then it became a detriment because you can imagine after you do that, to live a life where people try to throw an excuse at you that the reason you were successful is you were given something when I was part of the very small 0.0001% that gave to my parents, fuck you. Right, oh my God, that, that, that's, that's a beautiful aspect of your story. Yeah, a lot of people don't know you were born in Belarus. Um, if you Google Gary, you'll see American Belarusian entrepreneur. My ex-wife was from Belarus. So, um, um, so I know the I, culture. Belarus. By the way, with, with everything happening in Belarus, are you, do you feel a connection to that? Do you I do, but my parents fear me being too loud about it because, you know, it dictate, you know, the Soviet Union scared families, scared people. Yeah, 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 I know what that's like. Gary, the next thing I want to ask you is, as you spoke about age and our perspective yes. of age, one of the things I realized that I'm biased about is TikTok. You just, you've been raving about TikTok. My six-year-old daughter came up to me a week ago and she said, Daddy, you need to be on TikTok. And I have an 11-year-old friend who can teach you. And <laughs> so in my mind, TikTok is like for kids. You are 45 and you're crushing it on TikTok. Tell us about that. Why is TikTok relevant? It's relevant because A, every platform that ever becomes a big platform. Oh. You know, instead of listening to this, what you should be doing is writing some stuff down, getting your thoughts together. You're listening to somebody else's ideas right now, buddy. Go to Amazon and type in Food Journals. F Triple Journal The Food Journal Stop playing Stop wasting time Grab the Food Journal F O O O Journal At Amazon The more you think of it Because you think automatically Of what it can buy you to satisfy wants and needs Right the key is to be indifferent. So going right back to the beginning, understanding the function of money is very important in order to, to... Sometimes when they don't take me up on that because they're scared or they don't want to bother me, I'm aggressive in creating meetings with people to check in. So I love people. You know, that's why I did well on social because that was a scaled version of it, and it's why I do well right now with the five of us. And so I'm very aggressive with one-on-one -on -one meetings, very, and that's micro, and then macro. I follow a stunning amount of my employees on social media. I read the Slack channels to watch what they're talking about. Slack is a, a like a for everybody who's listening. Reddit, uh, intranet, uh, very very much the opposite of email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, though I actually think it's just like email in the end. Um, to your point, it was built to be a better version of email, and Gchat. The problem is no tool, even a good one like Slack, can stop humans from being wildly inefficient. Um, so what you're saying is it, you know things about them and that's what you build relationships on. I care mm -hmm. and have the intent and believe in the value of knowing them as human beings to do what I think is my requirement which is to put them in the best position to succeed. And I think it leads to a lot of bad things. That doesn't mean that I don't have compassion for people that are in precarious positions. It's just that I think it's very empowering for people to try to hack, to think, what are they going to do? Now, the final one was perspective, the P. We've already touched on that, which is I use perspective and gratitude a lot. My perspective leads to gratitude. You know, it, it could be worse, right? My perspective is it could be worse.
So as, as you went through this disruptive period, like what were some of the, the life lessons, the, uh, the big insights that you gained? I got affirmation from who I think I am, you know, during ironically, oh my God, today is 9-11. So 9-11 was the first major event I had to navigate through as a leader. I was a very young kid in a family business. Then there was the Great Recession in 2008. As a, these are macro things. As an entrepreneur and operator, every day you're dealing with micro things, lawsuits, somebody's family's issues, clients, employees, but macro, 9-11, Great Recession. But I always, in the back of my mind, my friend, knew one thing. 9-11, I was a kid. I had, you know, I had to leave. We'll get on to that in a second. So a mortgage takes your freedom. And right from the beginning, before you even sign the paper to take the mortgage, you can sit down and figure out what you value your freedom at, at that moment for the next 25, 30 years. With just a few assumptions. So let's use an example in the United States. Everyone knows the difference between a repayment and an interest-only mortgage. Do we know that? Most people should. If you don't know the difference between that, you need some help. A repayment mortgage, you're paying down the principal of the loan while you're paying the mortgage. Interest only, you're not. You're just paying the interest. So in the US, it's mostly repayment, vast majority, okay? In the UK now, it's about 50-50, repayments and interest only mortgages that are outstanding in the economy. But we're gonna use an example here, which is the best case scenario, which is a repayment mortgage, okay, in the US. Like we don't fire fast enough, it creates entitlement, but the fact that it could happen creates accountability. It is not a nerve, it is, so it's safety with responsibility. And very clear rules of the game. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's that the rules don't overly protect you from, from lack of execution or ability. So nonetheless, I appreciate you jumping on this because it is probably the thing I'm most, it's, let me phrase, it is one of the things I'm very proud of and one of the things that I want to talk a lot more about over the next 30 years of my life which is I create very, very safe environments, which I now believe leads to incredibly good behavior for the people that play within that framework. And by the way, I actually believe that that has to do with a lot of the best, because we're using that theme here in this call, obviously. I think that has a lot to do with some of the best nations in the world too, you know? You know as an American citizen, I've traveled the world my whole life, sometimes in not the greatest places, and I've never been fearful because I know that those places know that they can't kidnap me. What has led you to this, um, do you think? Actually, it's not a, a yeah. view that everybody holds who are on top. Uh, on top. Running my own businesses as if they were my children themselves. So that's monthly payments of $1,968, okay? For 30 years. So over the full life of the mortgage, they're not paying 500,000 for the property. They're paying 708,000. But let's make an assumption. You know, the Western world assumption is that property just goes up forever. So let's put that assumption in and say, okay, after 30 years, the property is going to be worth a million. Have you, done what, have you done well in that situation?
you think you've done well in that situation. So you've paid over the 30 years 708,000, property's worth a million, so you make a net 291 grand over 30 years. But you gave up your freedom in the process the whole time. So you obviously made money, that's undeniable, but you gave up your freedom in the process, okay? You were rewarded for giving up your freedom. They're much more thorough in what they do. This is the structure that you can go through of a typical hedge fund when you get the presentation. But for the purposes of today, because we've got a bit of limited time, just to understand the onshore management company and the offshore fund. So let's have a look at the, an example of a billion dollar hedge fund. A hedge fund that's got a billion dollars of assets under management. We're looking at this because the billion dollar number is the number in the industry that's considered to be the level at which you've arrived as a hedge fund. Below that, everybody's trying to get to a billion dollars. That's the golden number. So typically you can start off with 50 to 100 million dollars these days. It's still quite difficult to get but you're aiming to grow in two, three, four years up to a billion dollars. That's when, it's, that's when you've considered to have, to have arrived. What are they actually doing? We've also not mentioned here the intangible benefits that you get from just having total freedom. Because it's also freedom of thought. 